Welcome everybody to another week of Career Tools. This week, how to take into account your boss's disk profile when you're making a recommendation in writing. Here we go. Before we start, Wendy, I thought I'd mention that if folks, if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's because we're recording outside in Pebble Beach, California, and uh, there are songbirds in the trees, and you may be able to hear the ocean. And we don't feel sorry about that at all. <laughs> it's gorgeous yeah. out here. We're very happy. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of background. Okay, um, we've given a, a presentation, we've given a podcast before where we talk about a decision briefing and mm -hmm. we, we use a soccer model, right? Yeah. Situation, uh, uh, options, and so on. And we'll go through that. Um, but what you're recommending in this cast is you've got to layer on top of that your boss's disk profile. Yeah. Okay? It's, it, uh, and when we say disk profile, we mean how they tend to communicate, how they tend to think, how they tend to behave. What and they're looking for. They tend to understand information best when it's put in a, in a language or in a form that makes it easy for them to understand, which is true of all communication, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, if you communicate to your boss or some other decision maker in a way that helps them understand, you're more li much more likely to get, get what your you own want. Way. To get your decision, the recommendation you're making approved. Yeah. Good. Okay, so why don't you take us through the, the basic uh, outline. Okay, so we're going to go over the soccer model just for people that haven't listened to it for a while or haven't listened to it at all just so you understand what we're talking about. And then we're going to go through each of the uh, disc profiles, D, I, S, and C. So for a high D, you do bottom up, line up front. For a high I, you talk about what others think. What things. other people want, yeah, absolutely. And for high S, you talk about the impact on others. And for high Cs, you talk about what the data says. And um, what... And then we're finally going to do what to do in a mixed group. So if you have to present ah. it to a couple of people or you have a boss and a project yeah. manager and they're different styles, we're going yeah. to talk about what to do then. You know, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that one. I'm glad we're going to talk about that. The the uh, the question we get at effective communication conferences all the time is, okay, this DIS and C stuff is all fine, but what about you know, a mixed group. And mm -hmm. what, what, I, I want to say two things. One, we're happy to answer that. There's a right way or um, not a right way, but an effective way to do it. But there's something else. Folks, if you master how to communicate with people who are different than you, with D's and I's and S's and C's, the fact that you don't know how to communicate with a group is going to be irrelevant. <laughs> Solving the problem of communicating one-on-one -on -one is so much bigger than the worry about communicating to a group that the group question is almost a dodge. It, guys, it doesn't matter. It is 2% of the solution. And all the other parts of the solution are, what? 24 and a half percent, right? It, it, is, it is shocking to me how often people say, oh, well, I need to know how to communicate with a group. No, because really you don't do that nearly as often as you can communicate with an individual. Yep. So, okay, so let's do, would you like me to do the recap of the soccer model? I would. Okay, so we did a cast a while ago, folks, called How to Give a Decision Briefing. We gave you an outline for all decision briefings, and it's actually one of the most written in commented upon CAS in it terms is. of people writing us emails um, to our customer service email address saying, wow, I, I did this and it worked. And it's the classic, you're not going to believe it. I did what you told me and it worked. <laughs> um, so basically, we provide a structure that makes sure you cover all the details that a decision maker is going to need or 90% of all decision makers are going to need in order to get the decision that you want. Um, 
Or if you don't get the decision you want, everybody will understand why the decision was different than what you want. And that's a big thing we didn't talk about in that cast, and I regret not having done so. When you use your own model, and your own model is not complete, and your boss doesn't follow your recommendation, many people mistakenly believe that they had the wrong recommendation. That's not necessarily so. Generally speaking, for most people, you have to standardize the, the model you use in order to understand what feedback you're getting from the various decision briefings you're giving. And, and too many people, use different models and then don't understand what kind of feedback they're giving or why they're getting the question they're getting because most people when they're giving a decision briefing are so focused on putting out information that, that, that really they ought to know so cold they can almost forget about it when they're presenting it that they don't get to focus on the audience. They get a series of questions from the audience. The decision maker says, no, I'm not going to do A, I'm going to do B. And, and the person comes back and goes, I failed. Well, actually, no, you didn't fail. I mean, a decision was made. Mm -hmm. It may not have been the one you wanted. And people say, well, how could I have done that better so that I could have highlighted more the decision that I wanted? Um, and what they end up doing is changing the way they present, which is ineffective because if you're always changing the way you're presenting, you don't know whether or not it's the way you're presenting or the, or the, the, uh, the person who's listening or the actual decision, the recommendation you're making. And so one of the benefits of standardizing into the soccer model is it gives you the opportunity to pay more attention to what you're actually doing. To the other variables. To the other variables, exactly right. So a quick recap for you if you haven't listened to that cast recently. The model basically says you want to use a... a um, uh, soccer, S-O-C-R-R. And by the way, folks, we don't really like that uh, that uh, acronym. We hate acronyms here. Um, I always think it's funny when I see websites that say leadership. This is what leadership is. L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H. How hard did you have to work to put that in? And then there's some word that nobody's ever heard of that starts with H. So it goes situation, options, comparison, Recommendation, request, okay? So, situation. What are the facts around the situation? Why does the decision need to be made? A little bit of background to start off with. Then the next page, and by the way, I think, Wendy, on this cast, didn't we provide in the slides basically a template? Yeah, I think we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. Um, next is options. What options are there? In other words, let's list the options, okay? There's option one, option two, option three, option four. Particularly those things are fairly well known. The one that people always tend to leave out is status quo. One of your options has to be status quo. Because, look, if you're asking an executive or a manager for capital, for budget or whatever, and they don't like it, and you don't have status quo on there, what they're going to say is, I'm not going to do anything. When, in fact, is a choice about the status quo. What they're saying is, none of these recommendations, none of these decisions, none of these options for me are better than what we're doing now. Maybe, in fact, it'll be 1% better, but it's going to cost 3% more and so, therefore, the status quo is actually best. And it makes you look bad, guys, when you put uh, a decision briefing together and you don't include the status quo because the answer ends up being something you don't have up there. And it makes it seem like you didn't actually think through the possible options. Okay. Uh, next is the C for comparison. And wh what you do is put up decision criteria and what are the potential outcomes of choosing each option. Fairly straightforward. Okay? And it's basically apples to apples comparison for all the different factors that may go into the decision. Cost and viability and man hours and resources and benefits and legal issues and all those kind of things. Depends on the decision, obviously. Next is a re The next first R is recommendation, which is you say, I recommend we do X. And the final R is? Ask for the decision. Yeah, right. 
what do you want to do? Yeah. And so many people don't do that. In fact, if you don't do that and you end with my recommendation is do X, I can't tell you the number of executives who are thrilled. They don't have to make a decision. They're not really certain they've gotten everything they need. They want to think about it a little bit. And they say, okay, thanks. And, and the presenter's like, oh, what a letdown. I, I feel like they didn't do what I wanted to do. No, they did exactly what they wanted to do. And you didn't tell them what you wanted. You ended with a recommendation. This is a decision briefing. It's not a recommendation briefing. So in a decision briefing, you want a decision. And that means going past just saying, I recommend X. If you say I recommend X and you don't get a decision, it's your fault because you didn't ask, which, what's your decision? Yeah. Good. E- even, and guys, a suggestion for you, we've talked about this before, even a small decision can be presented this way. doesn't need to be a multi-million dollar purchase decision, okay? Even about having a meeting next week or whether to go off-site versus on-site, even if the off-site budget is small. Those kind of things, doing that, doing a small mini version of this before you have to do a multi-million dollar one will make you good at the multi-million dollar one because you'll have practiced, you'll have understand the ebb and flow of, of the model, how to present the model, and so on. Yeah. Okay, so that said, that's a really fast overview. Some people probably would say, I wish that had been the cast originally. <laughs> um, let's walk through the four different profiles. So start with high D. So we're gonna start with high Ds. And so whatever you do with the high D, we always say bottom line up front. High D doesn't- Bottom line up front, bluff. We, bluff, we, the acronym. yeah. That's an acronym we like. Indeed. Right. So high Ds invariably go to the end of the presentation, look at the last page and go, yep, I've made my decision yeah. and they actually don't need the whole of the presentation right. a lot of the time which is really frustrating if you've spent no, hours putting no, the No, it's not <laughs> frustrating. It's not frustrating at all. It's normal. We, I've seen all these presenters they presented to me and they're like oh, he went right to the last page. Dudes, figure it out. I want the stuff if, if, if it's easy I want it up front. The idea that you spent three hours and that you didn't think for one second about your audience that horsemen want it right up front right is mind-boggling and I would say when the guy says well sir I find that rather frustrating well you have to build a bridge and get over that right so yeah all right anyway go ahead <laughs> so I would be frustrated ah, there we go <laughs> despite the fact that I'm high D and I would do it to everybody else yes. I would be frustrated if I spent some time developing the options and the comparison charts and putting spreadsheets together and all the things I don't like doing and in some respects it's it's not personal it's just the high D doing what the high D does which is what you've just kind of said they just want to get things done and if the decision can be made they make the decision that's it and in other respects it is very personal in that they're trusting you that you have done the work and what you're recommending is a, a, a good recommendation me, that's what I used to try to tell them is look darn it you gave me all the raw facts I don't this is only a $500,000 decision okay we're there I got it and by the way coming from somebody else I might not have said yes this fast but you're my best guy or you're really sharp in this area you're telling me X is X I believe you easy yeah I, 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 I got frustrated I got frustrated around the idea that we should wrestle with stuff guys if I wrestle with a $500,000 decision and then I have to make a $50 million decision I'm going to be in agony every night I can't do it I just can't so anyway so yeah Heidi's love it when they can save time so an, yes. email, an email that can be dismissed in less than 30 seconds is their best kind of email yeah, and you know, and you know you? let me just say I want to defend the Heidi's here no not defend <laughs> I want to support the Heidi's who are listening and I know there are many of you um, I, I gotta tell you Heidi's love it when we can save time true and I think as a general rule guys you need to understand something in your professional life there are two fundamental 
currencies that matter outside of relationships, and they are time and money. Mm-hmm. And time is the one that m- most high Ds who are not just uh, um, emotionally energetic, but I'm actually talking about high Ds who, who come across as type A and driven, um, but not in a negative way, they will tell you it, it's not about money, it's about time. If I could, you know, Bill Gates says something that I completely support. Could I, would I gamble for more money? No, I don't have the money Bill Gates does. I don't even have a lot of money. But if I had to gamble, if I had a choice about gambling, I, I don't want to gamble for money. Uh, m- more money is not going to make me happy. If I could gamble for time, if I could put my money on the line for an extra day a week for the rest of my life. Go there. Oh, oh, how, how would I not want that? So, guys, if you don't understand this yet, let me be clear. Senior managers and executives, their most precious commodity is time. Many of them happen to be IDs for reasons we won't go into in this cast. And if you want, if you want to be effective with them, save them time. And that means being good and giving a decision brief word, as you say, bottom line. Uh, front. For, okay. Exactly. And, and, and that does mean that you still have to have done all of, all of the work. You have to have yeah. all the data. You have to have the 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 stuff that backs up your recommendation yeah. because because she could disagree with your recommendation she could not understand it in, yeah. in that you haven't given the right information um and her yeah. ability look, just look. to make a decision doesn't absolve you of any of the work right exactly and what, what i would say is when i've sat in that chair or when i've supported other people who have sat in the decision makers chair um if if you say to me i i recommend b option b and I was already leaning toward B, and I see a bunch of work around B, okay, I'm there. No, if it's a $100 million decision, different, okay? But, but if it's a $500,000 decision, okay, fine, we're good. However, if you recommend A, and I was thinking B, I was leaning toward B, or I had a gut feel about B, and, and first of all, if you don't know that, that's a bad sign mm-hmm. coming into a briefing with me. Um, and again, guys, I'm not talking about horsemen, I'm talking about high Ds. Um, if you don't know that, that's not good. And if you recommend A, when I was thinking B, I'm going to look at other stuff. And probably what I'm going to discover as I run through it very quickly is I was wrong. Or some of my assumptions, some of my guesstimates were off. And in fact, this one has a 20% chance higher of being successful. So we'll go with that. I don't have any problem going against my earlier, you know, I'm not tied to my earlier guesstimate. Uh, I might ask a couple of questions, but then I'll say, okay, you recommend A? Mm. You know, I made the decision, but, you know, I, I'm committed, but you contributed, dude. So <laughs> let's see what happens. So, um, so, so what are we recommending? Here? So what? we're recommending that you put the recommendation and the request up front. So instead of S-O-C-R-R, we're going to do R-R-S-O-C almost. Yeah. Well, actually, what I would say is you do what, what you do, how I would say it is you do the S-O-C-R-R, but you have an executive summary, mm-hmm. which is R-R. Right, and you still have the R at the end, and they probably if 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 you recommended A when I was thinking B, and you and you did the recommendation and request the the the, the, yeah the recommendation and the request, you put that up front. You tell me that's an executive summary. If it's different than what I thought, I say okay, great, thank you for that. I can't make a decision yet. I'm here to hear you brief. Go ahead. Now, if I was thinking B and you recommended B, I'd say yeah, we're probably there. Let's walk through it anyway, but be quick about it. Mm -hmm. Again, time. I want I want my time back. Um, in, in this case, what I would say is recommendation request, you're recommending A, I was thinking B, take me through the decision brief, and then at the end, you hit me again. Again, Mark, my recommendation is X. Mm-hmm. What's your decision? Yeah. That's what I would do it. Whereas if you tell people RSOC, I think it sends a message that you don't have to come back to the table. And there are a lot of high Ds. If you're recommending A and 
and I was thinking B, and you don't hit me again at the end with a recommendation request, I'm going to be like, okay, thanks, I'll take it under advisement. Yeah. As opposed to a D being asked, what are you going to do? Hi, D, who's asked what he's going to do or what she's going to do? He's probably going to go, okay, it's time for me to put up, shut up, I need to make a decision. Yeah. Okay. okay? And, again, if you don't get a decision out of a decision brief, you failed, Bubba. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You failed. You didn't do what you needed to do to give the person who's going to make the decision the information they needed. Now, it's not a big failure, right? But nonetheless, it's, it's not a recommendation brief. It's not an options brief. It's not a situation brief. <laughs> it's a, it's decision. a decision brief. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and we've, we've kept the data relatively short too. We haven't given them sort of reams of um, things down to 18 decimal points or anything. So, um, because they're not going to read it. So, right. we, we need to have the detail of the information that we've collected available, but we don't want to necessarily put it in the briefing. Right. So we chose an example um, of uh, choosing a hotel for uh, an off-site, um, and we've used that example throughout the um, cast. Um, so we'll just give you what we might say to a high D at the beginning of the presentation. Now, there's no Ritz-Carlton in San Antonio, so that's why there's not a Ritz-Carlton in this example. That's why there's not a Ritz-Carlton. Okay, okay, they're actually well. real hotels. Yeah, they're real hotels. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, you would start with the bottom line up front. I recommend that we select the Crown Plaza for our off-site in May. It has the facilities we need, does not require a deposit, and the overall hotel costs and services are comparable to other properties. In addition, it's closest to our site, which will reduce travel cost. Please, will you confirm I can sign contracts or let me know if we need to discuss. And the moment you say that to me as a high D, I'm saying, boom, okay, what you're at, I know very clearly what you're asking me to do. You want me to confirm you can sign contracts, and now I'm going to read through this. You've given me the high level, that the, 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 the various pluses and minuses, and now I get to go through and I need to get to look at the data. Right, good, okay. okay. So then we have situation. So we need a conference room for our two-day offsite in May, which will accommodate 300 people, lecture style, preferably without in incurring s overnight stays. So it's a very short summary of what the situation right. is. And then I've given the three options with their right. addresses. And then we got a comparison. And then we've got a comparison table. So folks, just to be clear, for the, the, this is particularly for those of you who are licensees, obviously you can download the, the show notes. And in the show notes, there is the... It Table of comparison. Table. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then, as you pointed out, we, we would then say to the boss, okay, so I recommended Crown Plaza. Yeah. Are you okay for me to sign the contracts now? Right. Good. And an okay to sign contracts is a decision. Is a decision. Right. Exactly. Good. Okay, what about high eyes? So high eyes. Um, different. A little different. Yeah. So you don't want to send them an email because I can guarantee they won't read it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So you either Are you saying to because I'm a high eye, sometimes I don't read your email, Wendy. Absolutely. I yeah. send them, and I know you won't read them, and I put them on my list for my O3, knowing that I will then say, I sent you an email about X, and now I need yeah. you to make a decision. Didn't you get my email? Oh, I know I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make an appointment, or pop by their office, and tell them that there's a decision you want to make, and tell there's a decision you want them to make, and their options. And you can, like I just said, I save mine up for my one-on-one, -on -one. it depends how big the decision right. is, whether you need a separate meeting or not. And high eyes prefer to interact with you while they're making the decision, right. and so you, you're going to try and help them by doing what they want to do. Right. And they don't want to look at all the detail. They want to know who's in on the decision and how it's going to look to their peers and their boss. And you might want to follow up with a written proposal afterwards, and we'll give you 
that in a minute but here's an example of the conversation you might have with your high eye boss okay so yo boss i need to talk to you about the offsite in may you know the one where tony robbins is coming have you got a minute okay good so i looked at three hotels and i think the crown plaza is best it's the nicest looking by far and it's the same cost as the others marketing had their off-site at the hilton and said it was run down and i really don't think we want to go there oh and i hear the bartender that used to be at maggiano's is at the crown plaza now so you know the guy that you really like he's gonna be there um are you good with me signing the contract or do you want to go over the details by the way folks wendy is putting one over on you the the, <laughs> the, the bartender who used to be at maggiano's is my son travis who's putting himself through college actually i'm putting him through college and he's working for extra money and he used to be bart and in this scenario he used to bartender Maggiano in San Antonio. Um, so it's a very different kind of weighting of information for the for the right. eye than we right. had for the day. Now, what would you say to somebody? Says, I'm not really sure if my boss is a D or an I. See, to me, to me, here, here, here's what I would do in that situation. I would use the D scenario. And then I would pay very close attention to how much interaction I get. Yeah. Um, and if I sent a, I'm not sure. I know my boss is assertive. Not sure. Sometimes these people, sometimes these tasks. Not really. I send him the email with the bottom line up front. And if I get an answer back, great. Then I continue to do that. If I say, if he says, why don't you come in and talk about it? And we sit down a little bit. And then you do Then I'm going to use that basic structure, of course, like we're recommending. It's a decision brief. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to add a little bit more of this interpersonal kind of stuff. And I'm going to expect a little bit more of an exchange. And this goes back to a conversation you and Mike and I were having last night about whether or not people can be prepared. I, actually, I think we were recording a, a discast. And I said, I, you know, there are so many presenters who can't handle interruptions and waiting to handle questions at the end because I, I, I have to be able to go through my presentation is such a dangerous thing to say to an executive. I, I, you can't interrupt me. I, I, I really need to go through my flow. I have a, it's, it's like, dude, you are yeah. not ready. You have to be willing to stop on a dime, handle any interruption, take the interruption, and pick right back up where you left off. So, yeah. It's okay. definitely a method, um, an experimentation. Like when you first yeah, get a new absolutely. boss, yeah. it's like, you, you, I, I think you and I did that when we f- I realized that if I sent you an email with flight details, you didn't listen, you didn't yeah. read it. So now I send it and then I ask you. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's practice. Yeah. So then we have the email that you would follow up with, um, with your high eye boss, just so that you have something in writing. Right. Um, so... I've begun, I've begun it with just following up on our discussion about hotels for the May offsite. You agreed with my decision to use the Crown Plaza and I've gone ahead and asked for contracts to sign. Following is the detail in case you need it for the big boss or accounting. Yeah, exactly. And in this case, I'm not, as a high eye, I'm not going to read that. I already made the decision. I'm done. You're done. You've given me, I have the data. The data's in my email. I'm good. If somebody asks about it, I'll go get it and I'll say, okay, here's why we do what we did. When, when my boss says to me, hey, wh- why are we doing it that way? Look, I'll, I'll send you a mail with basically the key details. Or if I know he's a high eye, I'll say, or she's a high eye, I'll say, look, what, you know, next one-on-one, I'll just walk you through it real quickly. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, and so for those of you who are high eye bosses who are thinking you're wrong not to read all your email, you're not wrong. It's just your natural tendency, and that's okay. However, you are responsible for doing your mail. You are. And if you think that's not urgent and I'm really doing something else important today and you want to put it off till tomorrow when you know that person can come in for a one-on-one, Fine. Yeah. Okay, so... What about high S's? Again, sorry. Oh, you want to walk through the... No, I don't want to walk through it. So, but for licensees, the whole, the whole... Uh, model is is on the show notes yeah. in the detail, but we're not going to read I them gotta, out. I gotta tell you if you're not a licensee and you saw this, you'd be like, 
why wouldn't I want that? Why, I mean, it, it just basically lays out the soccer model in a way that makes it easy to replicate. Guys, too often I find people reinventing the wheel. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing a briefing on this or that. I'm like, wow, what format is that? There's a standard format. For instance, we, we get it all the time about, about um, uh, pre-wire. You know, we gave people a format for pre-wire. They're like, oh, I didn't, you know. People are going around with this weird idea. Some people aren't pre-wiring. And it's like, no, there's pretty well a standardly established way of doing that, and you're not doing it. Um, and of course, that's why manager tools and crew tools are here. Anyway, Indeed. okay. Okay, so high S's. So a high S, you would send them the briefing first, but make an appointment to discuss the details. So high S's want time to think things Absolutely. over. So yeah. they need the detail first. You can't, you can't in, walk in. So what you're saying is you can't walk into your one-on-one and say, you know, you've been asking me to make a recommendation about the offsite, so I want to walk you through it. The high S, they're not going to say no. They're probably going to let you walk through it, but they're not going to make a decision. No. And, and if you make a decision brief and you don't get a decision... You a failed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they think about the implications in all sorts of ways that D's and I's would never get. Like yeah. they just, And whatever detail you include, unless you, you're a high ass, you're probably not going to get the detail that they're looking for. Right. So... Um, the D's and I's don't need the level of details that S's and C's want. And if, you don't, if you're not willing to make that adjustment, if you say as a high C... I want my high D, high I boss to know all the details. I'm sorry. You're wasting you're just, your energy. You're creating, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're creating white noise for us. And, and your preference for detail is getting in the way of your goal of getting a decision from me. By the same token, if I'm a D and I'm briefing an S and I'm not giving him the detail, my preference for just being bottom line up front and being really forceful and say, we should do this and trust me, it's right. My preference, again, is getting in the way of getting what I want, which is a decision. And again, it's a fail. Yeah. So they want to think things over. Yeah, they want to think things over. Yeah. So you're going to send the email and then you're going to give them a deadline that says, I'm going to come and talk to you at this time so that they know when they have to yeah. think about it for. And they're concerned with how decisions impact the team and the other people involved. And they want that. Stakeholders. St- stakeholders. Stakeholders are one of my favorite words when it comes to high S's. Now, guys, look. Um, oftentimes, Mike and I use ourselves as an example only because we're DI. I'm a DI and Mike's a DC. Um, I certainly don't think, I, I know I'm not the best manager in the world. And I also know that, that we are not representative of every single possible manager in the world. That said, um, I, I know that I don't think about stakeholders as often as I could to really round out my, my thinking in many situations. And I know that having an S around and being able to say, what do you think the stakeholders are going to say? Because I'm not always certain. I'm just not. I don't think that way. I'm not, I'm not wrong, nor is the S wrong when he wants to take more time to make a decision, when she says, no, let's think about these other people that are involved. Now, certainly manager tools and career tools have taught us about stakeholders in our community, but, but the fact is, if you're not thinking when you're putting together a decision brief for a high S about stakeholders, you're nuts. You're, you're not thinking clearly about what the decision maker will have in her mind, in his mind, when they're sitting in front of you. They're thinking about the community, the pe- their peers and the team and the, and, the, and the vendors and so on, and they're trying to figure out what satisfies the most people in the best way. The D couldn't dream of thinking that jealous. way. They're going to say, I want to make a decision, and I know that there's no perfect decision, but there's something that satisfies and that's the one I'm making and yeah I know that guy's gonna get pissed off but if I chose this one this other guy's gonna get pissed off and my job is you know if, if I'm trying to keep everybody happy what the high D would say is man boy donkey <laughs> the S would say no you have to consider these things and again if you don't know that you're not gonna be ready okay um, okay 
Uh, so you want to you want to include that kind of detail in your briefing. So here's an example of the email you might send. Boss, I'd like to discuss with you the choice of hotel for the May offsite. I've made an appointment on your calendar for next Tuesday and we have to have made this decision by Friday the 25th. Following with some detail, I thought it would be helpful for you to review in order to understand the background. If there's anything right. you need further detail about before our meeting, please let me know. Good. And guys, you know, for those of you who are licensees, you listen to that. The tone of that is so different yeah. from a D. It's just so, so different. Is there, If there's anything you need further detail about before our meeting, please let me know. Classic, respectful, personable request. Good. Soft. Okay. And then the situation where we managed to do a, a one-sentence summary, I've, I've extended for the high essays. So we need a conference room for our two-day offsite in May, which will accommodate 300 people lecture style, preferably without incurring overnight stays. The majority of our staff live in the San Antonio area, and therefore a hotel near to the offices will be helpful to minimize extra time on their commutes. Okay, uh, again, good. something. Yeah. So, in other words, I'm taking care of the people who are coming to the meeting. Exactly. Yeah. And, then and I know you're going to be thinking that way, so I'm going to be thinking that way too. The high D, couldn't care less. How much does it cost? Yeah. Fifteen more minute commute. Do I really <laughs> yeah. care? Couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Correct. Guys, I couldn't. I I could. Fifteen more minute for a two day offsite, and you're going to say, oh, that's hard for a fifteen more minute commute. You're crazy. <laughs> And again, we've got, the, we've got the, the options and the comparison table, and then again, some more details. I discussed the Marriott with Jill from marketing, and she said, Keep going. That she said that they had been disappointed with it for that offsite a few months ago. Now, note, that's very different than saying marketing had said that it looked run down. I discussed the Marriott with Jill from marketing, and she said that they had been disappointed with it. Is that different it? tone entirely, folks. Yeah. Same it, data, same underlying data point different way of presenting the data in a way that's easier for the S or the D or the I to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I continue, it was run down and the staff were not as helpful as she hoped. The manager at the Crown Plaza was very helpful to me and offered to go through all the detail in person with us if, re if required. Bob stayed there when he was in from the San Diego la office last month yeah. and said the service was very good. I think our people will like it there. Our people will like it. Good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very different. Said the service was very good. Mention a name, Bob, San Diego office. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a recommendation. There's I recommend recommendation. we select the Crown Plaza. It has the facilities we need, doesn't require a deposit, and the overall costs and services are comparable to other properties. In addition, it's closest to our site. It's going to reduce travel cost during our meeting on Tuesday. I love that. During our meeting on Tuesday. Not on Tuesday, but during our meeting on Tuesday. I hope, great, I hope to gain your approval to go ahead and sign contracts there. Yeah. Yep, just it's a small... Just the whole yeah. tone is completely and, and 90% of the people... I'm, folks, don't take this the wrong way, but 90% of the people that are listening right now are probably thinking... Um, that's basically the same data, and it is. And you probably communicate data when you have a point to make. You tend to make a point in your own language, DIS or C, forceful or reserved, pleasant or not, factual or emotional. Um, and virtually everything can be modified slightly to be more palatable, more understandable, more listenable mm -hmm. to your audience. And that's what this cast is about. Good. Absolutely. Well, what about our high C's? Okay, so our high C's just... Um, and to be clear, engineers, perfectionists, uh, accountants, dot your I's, cross your T's, ready, aim, 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 aim. Always want more data, always want more data. Just want to 
you know, constantly work on things, make them better, love spreadsheets. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they don't want to discuss the details. They want to send you to send them all the details in an email. All the details? All the details. All the details. All the details. Even the ones that you think are completely irrelevant if you're a D or an I. Yeah. Okay. Now, we mentioned with D's and I's that, that quickness, you know, speed is a value. But I would guess with a C as well as with an S, more time to make yeah. the decision. More okay. time. So they need time to read all that data, yeah. put it into their mental map. And, and then they can make yeah. a decision. And the point Wendy's making, folks, is not that they won't make a decision while they're in front of you, but rather you, they need to have spent more time with the data in order to make a decision when they're in the decision brief. <laughs> so the time doesn't have to happen after your, after your briefing. It can happen before if you front-loaded the data that they need in order to consider, that they need to consider. What most people do is say, okay, I'll prepare for the brief. I make the brief, and then they wonder why the decision's not been made, often because they didn't ask for the decision. But, but separate from that, if you give them all the data up front, they get a chance to look at it and become familiar with it and probably ask you questions that you probably think are a pain, but they think of as helping you refine your recommendation. Um, and so if you're thinking, well, that's going to be kind of hard. I kind of got to start the briefing in advance in a way. Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. It, because it's going to take them longer to make a decision than a D. And and that's neither good nor bad. The question is whether or not they make good decisions. Um, and so when we say a high C take, takes more time to make a decision, it's not because they won't make a decision when you make when you give the briefing. It's because you've got to have given them s stuff in advance in order to prepare them for the chance of making the decision. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And and also high C's make decisions based on data. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but they do consider data from people, so they don't discount the people data, the people stuff entirely. You can still tell them that the marketing department didn't like the hotel that they went to. Because that's still data. It's data about right. an the emotional state, an right. emotional state of a person, right? And and they prefer that marketing would, you know, give them something specific about the property. Right. But they also know that marketing are a bit slapdash, so we're okay. Right. So we've started again. The email that we're going to send, the the beginning, the summary is pretty similar. Now it's interesting. We do bluff here the way we do with high D. And if you'll think about it for a second, folks, the high D and the high C want the bottom line up front because the bottom line is data driven. It is, this is the recommendation I make. This is the decision I want you to make. It's not about how you feel about things. And it, now the bluff is going to be essentially read by the high C as a bit of a 30,000 foot overview. Mm -hmm. It's not an ask. Okay. Uh, the, the high D will read it as an ask. The high C will read it as I understand what this what what the context is of what this discussion is. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's similar to the the ones we've had previously. We've changed the situation. We've got our two line. We need a conference room um, summary, and then we've said ninety percent of our staff live in the San Antonio area, and therefore a hotel near to the offices will minimise travel costs. So differently from the way we said right. it for the S, right. we've given a number and a percentage. And folks, I'm sorry. What you're hearing now in the background is not the ocean. I think there's a truck. I'm sure our engineer Paul will do his best, but it's entirely possible you're hearing a truck in the background, and that's the it's one of the vagaries of recording outside in lovely weather. Yeah. And then we get to the comparison table, and and unlike for, uh, if you could see it, unlike for the other profiles, 
uh, one, two, three, three of the columns have stars next to them. Asterisks, so, yeah. yeah, cost of room has a star, and next to, and uh, below it says cost of room covers the availability of the room we rent from 6 a.m. May 12th to 8 a.m. May 14th. Right. And then uh, cost of F&B. Which, by the way, folks, in, ho in hotel language is food and beverage. Uh. It tells it what it covered. Breakfast, snack, lunch, snack during the day, coffee, tea, and water, soft drinks. You know, th 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 there's more detail about each one Absolutely. of those. Absolutely. The high C would say, is F&B the same at every one? Well, of course, as you and I know, F&B is never the same in any of them. No. Um, and they want to be able to compare apples to apples as much as possible. If it's not an apples to apples comparison and you don't give the specific details, the high C goes, wait a minute. Yeah. This, so you're saying there are different things in each of the F and Bs? So in other words, it's not a fair, to put those all in the same column, the high, high C would go, well, it's not an accurate exactly. comparison. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and again, we've done the same with the cost of accessories. So there's far yeah. more detail in this, uh, this one than the others. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some additional information. We're the point we make about marketing saying the Hilton was a little bit run down, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Good. And the idea here is don't be afraid to give every bit of data you can. On the other hand, it's not wrong to say there's some data that's more important that I value more importantly. For instance, marketing saying that they thought the place was a little run down is additional information. It doesn't rise to the level of it's cost of F&B, no. the difference between 30000 and 37.5. That's a choice you have to make. Folks, don't just throw the kitchen sink at your high C boss. Put the kitchen sink in there, but but structure it in such a way so that you're saying, here's what I believe are the most important things. It may, you may, if you're briefing your high seat boss for the first time, discover that he or she believes you, you have those categorizations wrong, mm -hmm. but it's far better to have everything on the table rather than saying, here are the three things that I think are most important, because a high seat will say, wait a minute, I want to know everything, and then I'll help decide what's most important. Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. What about a mixed group? So a mixed group. So this but what we've gone over is if you have one boss, but if you have multiple people to gain approval from, then you need to right. do something different. So go back to our original guidance, right. use the soccer model to create a deck, and then go pre-wire all of the people from whom yeah. you did a decision. Don't go to the meeting thinking that you're going to be able to use DISC differently with each of them. Right. Use the DISC part in the pre-wire meetings that you have ahead of the decision briefing. Exactly. And then... And folks, this is important. Be willing, in, in, per our guidance in pre-wire, to modify your recommendation, potentially, or the presentation of your recommendation based on the input. We talked about it in the pre-wire cast. If you've ever listened to somebody give a decision brief or a recommendation brief, and um, it seems like a slam dunk, and everybody at the table goes, yeah, definitely agree. Oh, no question. And you're like, wow, that was a big thing to have agreed to in advance. That guy's a great presenter. Wrong conclusion. She's not a great presenter. She did her pre-wire work. Everybody knew what was going to be briefed. Everybody had agreed to it in advance. And this was simply not exactly a dog and pony show, but essentially a formalization of the hard work that had happened before the meeting. And frankly, the number of times, I'll tell you, the number of times that I, I, I can remember very clearly getting angry a couple of times, one of my directs asked me a question in front of somebody else which I hadn't had a chance to think about relative to that other person, and I was being asked to make a decision in front of somebody else when I wasn't aware of what their input might be, what their point of view might be, that's just a, that's a, a direct not thinking through the implications of my boss's relation, his boss's relationship with other people. So I absolutely agree. Mixed group, you use the disk profile as best you can mm -hmm. to determine the, the pre-wire approach you take, and then compile all that and ask yourself, okay, how do I how do I present going forward? And it's pretty much a simple soccer briefing at that point. Exactly. Right? Good. Yeah.
Okay, good. So you want to recap real quickly? Sure. So we went over the soccer model. For the high Ds, we're going to do bottom line up front. For a high I, we're going to consider what others think. Right. For a high S, we're going to ask what impact will it have on others. And for a high C, we're going to say, what does the data say? But we're still going to have a bluff for the high C as well. Exactly. Right? It's just that's not the key point. The difference between the high D and the high C is, in both cases, there'll be a bluff. But with the D, you won't go into the incredible amount of detail. With the C, you will. Exactly. My experience is when you start using these kinds of tools, getting decisions approved is easy. If you put yourself in the mindset of the person you want to approve your decision and give them the information they want in the way that they want it, you're going to have much higher success. It won't work every time, but it'll work a lot more often, and you'll be able to pay attention to the feedback you give much more clearly. You won't be agonizing about the structure of the presentation. Exactly. Good. That's it. Well done. done. Bye, everyone.